Hey, we are going to try 613 Ramban again for the first Aliyah, and the first and second Aliyah today. It seems like the first recording did not work out. Hopefully this will be clear. Um, so Parshas Noach begins by teaching us about Noach, Noach being a tzaddik, and immediately discusses his offspring. He has three children, Shem, Cham, and Yafes. And then the Torah describes the corruption of the world, how the world is filled with robbery. We spoke about the Ramban last week, highlighting the fact that the verdict is sealed over robbery, not the sexual immorality, due to the fact that robbery is something which is much more intuitive. Every human being should be able to figure that out, must be able to figure that out on their own. There is a certain moral intuition which God expects from every human being. The excuse that no one taught me otherwise, that I was not exposed to the Torah or anything of that sort, does not carry weight. There are many stories in Beratius which highlight the fact that God holds people to expectations, even if they are not aware of any divine law. Okay, then God informs Noah that he is going to destroy the world. He tells him to build a teva. Uh, the Torah describes the dimensions of the teva, uh, 300 amos by 50 amos by 30 amos uh, with a window, and that he should keep all the animals in the teva. And God tells him that he will keep Noah and the animals alive. And uh, that is the end of the first Aliyah, and it concludes rather with telling us that Noah did exactly what God commanded him to do. Um, the Ibn Ezra poses the question, which uh, bothers any thinking person, how in the world did Noah fit all of those animals into his teva, not only all the animals and tremendous animals, but also all the food for a year? Uh, how in the world is that possible? And so the Ibn Ezra suggests that the word ama, the word ama is uh, measured, it, it, the Gemara tells us, is measured from the top of one's hand until one's elbow. And perhaps in the ancient world where we do have a tradition that some people were quite large, the Amos were also quite large. And so the Amos that we are thinking about, the measurements that are listed over here are not human measurements that we are aware of today, but rather they are much larger due to the fact that people were much larger. And again, the Amma is measured against a person's body. The Ramban rejects this out of hand. Uh, he says, if that was the case, if the point is that there are larger Amos because people are larger, then that means the people were larger too. So you haven't really helped us. You've made the Teva bigger, but you've also suggested that the people are bigger and maybe even the animals are bigger. How in the world are they all going to fit? So you still have the same issue. And therefore the Ramban suggests that no, it was miraculous. There is no rational way to explain how all the animals and all the food fit in the Teva. Rather, it was a tremendous miracle. Now you may ask, says the Ramban, once I'm suggesting that it's miraculous, why not go all the way? Why not suggest that the entire, uh, why, why not, why not, why doesn't God tell Noah to build a tiny little hut and then uh, fit all the animals in there? Uh, why not do that? Once you're doing a miracle, just make a greater miracle. And the Ramban gives two answers. One, he says, is because he wanted Noah to be involved and engaged in this major building project that would catch the attention of the people around him and they would see what's going on and they would ask him what's happening and he would tell them, God is going to destroy you because of your actions, because of your misdeeds, and would encourage them to do tshuva. So the first answer is that God is in, in desiring of the tshuva, of the repentance of people. God is compassionate. Yes, it is a section which discusses the destruction of humankind, but it wasn't done easily. God wanted the people to repent and the teva is one of the mediums, the means, in order to get people to repent. The other answer he gives, which is a theme uh, that the Ramban mentions throughout his commentary on the Chumash, which we'll follow up on at a later point and elaborate on, but he says that it's true. God does perform miracles, of course, but he always attempts to minimize the miracles. Uh, whenever possible, the miracles are done in the most natural of fashions. And therefore, yes, it was impossible from a natural perspective to fit all the people and all the animals and all the food in the teva, but God wanted to ensure that it wouldn't be, so to speak, too miraculous. And therefore, it tells Noah to build a very large teva, even though it's simply not large enough, 
Um, so there will be a miracle, but it will not be a even larger miracle than it has to be. Okay, and again, we'll come back to that principle, why it is. Like if God, once God's doing a miracle, then why not go all the way? But no, there's this principle that God intervenes with nature as least as possible. Sometimes God has to intervene with nature, but it's always done as least as possible. This is a very important principle, again, which we'll come back to. Again, today we're going to discuss the second Aliyah as well, since uh, last yesterday's recording did not come through. The second Aliyah, um, in some ways, is a lot of repetition with the first Aliyah. Uh, the first Aliyah described the, the, the instructions that God gave Noah about the animals, about coming back to the Teva, there are a couple of discrepancies. In the second Aliyah, it discusses the fact that there is a distinction between pure and impure animals, whereas in the first Aliyah, it only spoke about two animals um, for each. In the second Aliyah, it speaks about seven for the pure animals. And um, then it describes Noah doing it, and it describes Noah's age, and Noah going into the Teva, and, and how God goes ahead and brings the flood in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day. God opened up the windows of the heavens, and there is rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And, um, and, 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 and again, describing Noah coming into the Teva and all the animals being in the Teva and Ve'yizkar Hashem Ba'ado and Hashem closing the Teva behind him. Now, this repetition is something which is highlighted by Bible scholars or Bible critics. Uh, there are those who, uh, heretical beliefs, uh, uh, heretics who believe that the Torah is not written by man and rather is a composite of a number of different authors and it is all kind of mushed together. Um, so I, I'm always a little troubled by this because if they were editing and putting this all together, then they probably should have done a better job in the editing. It doesn't seem like it's a rocket science to, to make it a little bit more consistent, but be that as it may, uh, the, the approach, the assumption of the Bible critics is that the Torah is uh, taken from a number of different sources and they then blend them all together. And Parshas Noah is one of the sections where they bring this up because there's a couple of discrepancies uh, and a lot of repetition. Uh, for, in the first Aliyah, it describes the building of, it describes instructions in the building of the Teva and the bringing of the animals. And the second Aliyah, it does the same thing, repeats more or less those same details. Um, but there are also discrepancies. First Aliyah has two animals. Second Aliyah has seven animals. First Aliyah has the Shem Elohim, the name of, of justice, or the, the name of na- God of nature, whereas the second Aliyah has the name of compassion, God of compassion. So the Ramban, although this, the, the Bible scholars uh, think this is a aha moment, uh, in truth, the Ramban has dealt, dealt with this many, many, many years before such uh, scholarship came about. And the Ramban, and, uh, I'm, I'm sharing something with the Ramban coupled together with Rav Hirsch, but the essential idea is that the first commandment that God gave Noah was for survival, to live. That's the term that God uh, instructs Moshe with, uh, excuse me, Noah with. God tells him that I take the animals so that you will live. It's about survival. And in survival, you understand that there's going to be a focus on Midas Hadin, or, or, or rather the God of nature. God wants to ensure that the world is cultivated, and therefore there's the name Elohim. Whereas in the second section, in the quote-unquote repetition, now God is introducing a new dimension. It's not just about survival, but rather there is this idea of recultivating and establishing the world. And that is going to be done in a spiritual means as well. And therefore, you have the name of Hashem of compassion, yud Vavke, and you have the notion of karbanos because now it's about not just mere survival, but it's about rebuilding. It's about having a, a new moral order. And therefore, it is not repetition. Rather, there are two dimensions over here that are being highlighted, that there is God wanted to ensure the survival of humankind, but also not just the survival, but the flourishing. And therefore, again, Elohim in the first section, yud 
Hey and Vav Hey in the second section, you have uh, the two animals, which is a bit just about survival. In the first section, you have the seven animals, which is include which the reason God said bring extra animals is for the sake of karbanos, for the sake of offerings. In the second section, in the first section, you have the terminology lachayot in order to live. In the second section, you have the term, the discussion of recultivating and establishing the world, and that is how the Ramban addresses the seeming repetition. We'll pick up, God willing, tomorrow.